Hey, welcome. This is Jack Kelly. Let's go live with Jack Kelly. I'm going solo today. So bear with me. I really didn't want to bother anybody. It's the end of August. People are taking their last bit of vacation. They're on the beach. They're in Disney, wherever else, you know, you are having fun. So I figure, let me do myself. And this is today. It's going to be like a, a public service announcement. And what I mean by that is I'm going to talk about the summer's over. Now, don't blame me for that. You know, it is what it is. The summer's kind of ending. And now we're getting into September. And you know, when we're in September, like the first week, second week, by the third week, it's real. The summer's over. The fun is over. It's, it's the adult equivalent to back to school mentality. You know, when the kids, <laughs> they finished with their summer, they're like, oh, I got to go back to school. Same thing for adults. It doesn't change. And it just kind of keeps going, no matter how old you are, I suppose. And so I figure it's hard to make that transition. It's hard to kind of move from, hey, I'm enjoying the summer. It's chill. We're taking three-day weekends. We had a vacation days. We had a pay time off. And we're just kind of trying to enjoy ourselves as much as possible. But then when you're going back, you know how it is. Now, for some people, you might have to literally go back to an office after being remote for two or three years, which is going to be a big adjustment. Some people going back hybrid. Some people are still going to be remote. But no matter where you are, you still have to deal with the changes. So I want to make it easy for you. Um, be very quick, kind of LinkedIn live, get right to the point. So here's what we want to do. Number one, we got to acknowledge the reality is that we're heading back to back to work and we got to get in gear. It is what it is. So the best thing you should do is make the, you know, try to make the best of it. And if you're unhappy with your job, if you're unhappy with your job, I would suggest right away, Get in touch with a recruiter. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a recruiter, but get in touch with a recruiter, but a recruiter who specializes in your field. One of the big issues that people have with recruiters is they find somebody and they're frustrated the recruiter can't help him or her, but they can't help because they don't know that person's sector. They don't know anything about that area. They don't have any connections. They don't know the hiring managers or the corporate culture. So it's a mess. Find somebody. And you can do this on LinkedIn. You could check out recruiter.com, which has a whole bunch of recruiters on there. And you could find somebody who fits what you specialize in, whether you're an accountant, Wall Street person, creative person, what have you. And you have a better chance of success. That's number one, finding a recruiter. Number two, Look at your look at your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Is it up to date? How does it look? Does it look sharp? Do you need the help of a career coach or a resume writer to take a look at it and say, hey, we got to punch this up. We got to add to it. Maybe you didn't add your last job. Maybe you just slapped it on there figuring, hey, I don't need to find a job. So it is what it is. And now you figure, huh, I'm going to be looking. I need something better. Try, try to do it yourself, but if not, also get, 
you know, I'm not saying this just to kind of shill for recruiter. Trust me, I'm, I don't mean to do it this way, but take a look whether I'm a recruiter because there are a whole bunch of career coaches, resume writers, but there's also great resume writers, career coaches on LinkedIn and all sorts of other platforms. So you want to go out there if you feel you need that extra help with the resume, with what to write on LinkedIn, how, how to actually get noticed on LinkedIn. And it might cost a few bucks, but it could help. So you have that. Another thing you want to do is network. And I know when you hear network, you're like, oh, that's so cringy, right? That's you're going into this big meeting room or whatever it might be, auditorium. And then you have on your on your lapel, your name written in this kind of you know, marker. And then you're like, oh, hi, I'm Jack Kelly. Great to meet you. What do you, what's your name? What do you do? And it's just so icky, right? It's and that's a very technical word, icky. So it's it's so icky that you feel so uncomfortable doing it. But let me reframe it. Networking really is this. You want to pull together and cultivate a group of people who you who are like-minded. You're career-oriented, you want to move forward, you want to succeed, you want to do well in your career. And, and these are folks who can help you. These are the people who you could turn to for advice. Some could be mentors, you know, people who are older than you, been through a lot of things, who can give you advice and guidance. Some could be peers who could just give you a heads up and say, hey, Jack, you know, we have a job opening, you know, at my company, here's what it is. Are you interested? It could be someone who's your neighbor, family, people you went to college with, people you grew up with. You want to cultivate this large group of folks. And you don't want to wait till you are laid off, you're fired, or you're in a bad situation to start networking. You want to do this right away. You want to kind of, if you haven't already, build that rapport. And when you build it, you can't just go coldly asking, hey, can you hook me up with a job? This is why you want to slowly build into it. You know, get to know these people, have them know you, help them out. In fact, I would say go and do nice things for them before you even ask. So then they feel guilty to return the favor. I know that sounds so crass. That's, it sounds so wrong, but it is, it is what it is. So you want to make sure that these people help you. So let's, let's go through it. We've got a recruiter who specializes in your field. You're going to network to make sure that you have people to help you out with. You're going to build up your, your resume, your LinkedIn profile. Number four, take this time to really think deeply, what do you want to do with your career? Are you happy with what you're doing? Are you not happy? Do you feel you're stuck? Do you feel you want to pivot or reinvent yourself? This is a time now to really self-reflect and say, where am I in my career? Am I happy? Am I succeeding? Or, or am I stagnating? And it's not an easy conversation to have because you're really going to the heart of what's going on in your career, in your work life. So I would say you want to really think of that first. You want to think about like, hey, do I want to keep being a stockbroker for the next 10 years? Do I want to be an accountant for the next 10 years? Do I want to be a recruiter for the next 10 years? Now, if the answer is yes, you enjoy doing it, that's fantastic. That means you're happy with what you're doing and, and, and you like doing it and you're doing well. But if you're not, 
you want to start laying the groundwork to see what can I do next? How can I pivot to a new career? How can I pivot to a new job? What interests me? What doesn't? So you want to start thinking in those terms. Because once again, September-ish is kind of like January. It's one of those milestones where you think there's a change. And I have to start thinking about what change is going to happen and what I should do. So start contemplating, am I happy? Do I enjoy what, what I do? Do I want to do something different? Do I want to pivot? Do I want to reinvent myself? Does it make sense to go back to school perhaps and get a degree in something else or get certain credentials or accreditations? And this is the time to do it. This is the time now, summer's ending, back to school mentality for adults, think clearly about what I need to do to move forward. Then the next thing to do, if you're with your company, even if you're going to leave, here's what I would suggest. You want to hedge your bets. And what I mean by that is this. Let's say you're inclined to leave, but you're not sure. Play the game. For the last couple of years, we all heard about quiet quitting, acting your wage, bare minimum Mondays, any variation of a theme to just coast and get by. Now, that worked during the Great Resignation when everything was hot and companies couldn't hire enough people and they were just, they were, they were just frantic trying to find folks. But it switched. Now, particularly if you're a white-collar professional, it's not easy. Basically, it's, it's a recession. It's a rich session. Rich session. <laughs> I'm not sure if I said that right. Where for white collar, mid to senior level executives, there's not a lot of interest. And I know you don't want to hear this, but part of what I do is being transparent. You know, I would probably have way more followers and more more people who read my Forbes column, if, if, if I just catered and said what you want to hear, but I can't help it. I feel an obligation to kind of share what I really see that's going on there. And what I, what's going on there is that companies for the last go from the financial crisis till now, what happened, we had zero, like zero interest rates. Inflation was super low and, you know, for these companies, these banks, these tech companies to borrow money, they could borrow it like it like is nothing. Now, all of a sudden, with high inflation, record high inflation, Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, was like, hey, we got to bring down this inflation. And the inflation was what, six, seven, eight percent. And they're trying to bring it down to two percent. How do they do it? And this is not me saying it. This is this is Jerome Powell. What they have to do is degrade the job market. They have to make people lose jobs. Because if people lose jobs, they're not going to spend. And if they're not going to spend, companies aren't going to do as well because they're not getting the consumer's money and they're not making the profits and they're not bringing in revenue. So what happens, it, it, it makes people lose their jobs. They don't spend money and things go down. And that's how they, the Fed feels inflation will come down. And for white collar people who are making more on average than blue collar people, blue collar people are actually having it better now. Blue-collar people and frontline workers are doing fairly well. So for white-collar workers, what's happening is they're thinking, hey, with AI, 
with the ability to send jobs all over the country here in the U.S. to lower cost locations or just to send them to different different countries around the world or just just hire people as a gig worker or a contract worker. So there's so many more level, levels, levers that the company that employers could pull to say, hey, we don't have, why should we pay you know, Jack Kelly $250,000 where I could get somebody who's half his age, way smarter, you know, you know, way more, you know, maybe not as experienced, but we could pay maybe 75,000 or maybe if it's in another country, it's $55,000. So when they make that analysis, and they're making this analysis because money isn't free flowing like it used to be. Like I said before, where the banks, the tech companies could get money for like 1%. Now it's 5% or so. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but think about your mortgage. If you want a mortgage, now it's 7%. That's a big hit. So when you start hiring people, you need that cash flow coming in. You need the funding. And for, for professional service type of organizations, there's no manufacturing, there's no machineries, it's people. So the only thing you could do is either A, let people go, or B, kind of push people down in terms of the compensation. So what I would suggest what you want to do now to, to circle back, given that framework, don't take anything for granted. Don't fall into the trap of, just coasting and cyber loafing throughout the day. You want to make yourself, even if you're not happy, you want to make yourself that go-to person. I would even say this. And once again, I think people are going to hate me. I would say, go into the office as much as possible. Go into the office five days a week. Now, I've commuted 20 plus years back and forth to Manhattan. It's terrible. I get it. It's awful. However, Sometimes you got to be smart and strategic and suck it up for a little bit to get ahead. My theory is this. If you go back to the office on a regular basis, so let's not even say five, five days a week, let's say two or three days a week. If everyone else is kind of remote, you're going to stand out. So what happens is that, think about it. If there's key executives wandering the hallways and they're there because the big executives, they want to be in the office. Why do they want to be in the office? Because it's an ego trip. If you're home, if you're home, the CEO's just a regular dad or mom. And they got to do the chores. They got to take care of the kids. They got to run the errands. They got to take care of the dogs and cats. They're not bossing anyone around. They're actually getting bossed around. So when they come into the office, now they can say, jump and everyone says, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. How high should we jump? And you have that ego boost and you feel confident, you feel great because now people have to listen to you. When you're at home, think about it, let's be frank. How many times do you speak to your spouse, your kids, and you tell them about your day and they couldn't care less? They glaze over, right? They don't care, they're bored. They don't wanna hear it for the umpteenth time. But if you're in the office and you're a boss, you have to listen. You have to laugh if they're jokes. You have, you have to say, God, oh, that's a great idea, ma'am. This is a great idea, sir. Yeah, you're so smart. You got to play the game. So what you do is you get in the office. You want to be that go-to person. And by being that go-to person, 
if there's fewer people walking around, you'll get noticed. They'll see you in the hallway. They'll notice you. You want to do hard work, take the crazy tasks that no one else wants, volunteer for assignments. You want to build your brand that people look at you and think, hey, that guy, Jack Kelly, is the go-to person. He's always around. He's always willing to help. He's always willing to pitch in. He'll come in early, stay late. Now, you're not doing that to suck up. You're doing it to save your job, to make yourself relevant, to make sure if there's another layoff and downsizing, you won't be let go. And you won't be let go because why should they let you go? Because they know you. They see you every day. They know you're working hard compared to someone who might be remote where they don't see every day. Maybe they'll see once a week or whenever they have a meeting, so they lose touch. And again, I'm not saying what's right, wrong, indifferent. I'm just giving you the logic that I see how these things play out. So if you're in there, get noticed, make yourself noticed, do whatever it takes so they realize, wow, this person's a superstar. We got to keep this person. Not only we got to keep this person, we got to promote this person. We can't lose this person because they're fantastic and we're not going to ever find a replacement. So do everything in your power to stand out. At the same time, at the same time, now this is going to sound cold-blooded, at the same time, you want to hedge your bets. And the way you hedge your bets is to look for another job while you're still working and while you're feeling either happy, relatively okay, or just not so miserable, or even if you're miserable, you want to hedge your bets. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, Get, your, get in touch with recruiters stealthily. Be really careful because you don't want to blow up your spot. Get in touch with recruiters. Talk to people in your network. Go to different events. You want to kind of lay the seeds out there so that people know you're looking, but they also know that you have a job and you don't want to lose your job. So you, you, know, you want to be careful about it and not blow up anyone's spot. But this way you have a bunch of folks looking on your behalf to see what's out there. You know, what's going on, job leads, ideas, thoughts, all that kind of stuff. So you're working hard, doing everything to get noticed in the office, but at the same time, stealthily look for another opportunity. You know, it's like Johnny Appleseed sprinkle seeds there about for, you know, by and, and you're sprinkling seeds by applying to different jobs online, hitting up people you know to give you leads finding your target companies that you really want to work for. Then within those companies, find out who you think is the responsible one for hiring and then send out a LinkedIn, LinkedIn email or message to them to say, hey, I see this job you have. I'm interested. Or I don't see a job that reflects my background, but I just want to talk because I would love to work at your company. So you want to kind of keep pushing it and doing that so that what will happen is most people, most people who aren't watching this video are not going to do anything that I just said. They're just going to feel it's the last gasp of summer. You know, I just want to chill. I want to take it easy. I don't want to stress. And that's fine. That's cool if you want to do it. But this is really for the people who say, I want to get ahead of the curve. Instead of waiting for the first, second week of September, when everybody else is going to wake up, you've already sent out a bunch of resumes. You've already 
have your list of target companies you want to work for. You have already ingratiated yourself with all the key executives in the office by being there. You've already got a few recruiters on call that you could hit you that that you could reach out to in a moment's notice and they're going to reach out to you with opportunities. You have a career coach and a resume writer who's going to help you kind of beef up your LinkedIn profile, even ghostwrite stuff for you on LinkedIn. And then, you know, um, change maybe your summary and, and maybe there's some new things on there that you don't know what you do at LinkedIn to stand out. So you're going to be far ahead of the crowd. So when everyone is just like, what's going what? This is what, back in September? What's going on here? And there you have to start from nothing. You're already way ahead of them, way ahead of them. So you got a big jump on it. So as I mentioned, I want to keep this short today because I do respect the fact that you are career-oriented, you are success-oriented, otherwise you wouldn't be watching this. But at the same time, I also want to take some time off and just chill a little bit. So we all do. So it's a healthy balance. So here you're getting some good, useful, positive information, how to succeed in your career, how to move forward, how to make things happen. But at the same time, we'll take it easy. We're not going to stress out. We don't want to burn out. We want to pace ourselves. So by being prepared now, once the wheels start moving again, you're in motion. So you don't have to be like, oh my God, now I got to do my resume. Now I got to do my LinkedIn. Now I got to start networking. Ah, no, you don't have to do that because we're doing it now. So in another few weeks, you're done. You're prepared. You're ready to go. So I hope this helps. I hope this helps. This is kind of from 25 years of recruiting, not even including what I've done before recruiting, but this is what I see. And this is what I see that works. These are the things that are very simple and straightforward to do. So it's not like I'm asking you to do some rocket quantum physics science kind of stuff. These are stuff you could do right away, get started, get ahead of the curve, get ahead of your competition. And this way, either you're going to do well in your current company in advance, or you'll slowly look and find something that you like better and move forward. Either way, you're going to be a winner. So it's Jack Kelly. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this helps. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. If you have any topics you want me to cover moving forward with the LinkedIn Lives or any guests, hit me up. So enjoy the rest of the summer. Put these things into action. Any questions, any, any, any issues that you bump into, hit me up. I'll be happy to help. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.